Now the outline for today's lesson comes from Ezekiel chapter 2 and into chapter 3. There is a, a beautiful message here, and it's a difficult message for at least one person, Ezekiel. He was called into God's service. He was called. The Spirit came to him, delivered this message, and his his task was going to be so difficult. It's almost, it's really hard to kind of get a sense of how, unless you've read through Ezekiel, and even haven't read through just Jeremiah, those of us who've been reading, it's it's hard to get a grasp, really, of how difficult this task was that he was called to. Um, but God spoke to him, and he had a message for him. We've already had read to us Ezekiel uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. And the words on the outline are just very simple summary of what you have already heard in that passage. First of all, what did God say to Ezekiel? He said, I am sending you to a rebellious people. And then, and that's in verse 3. In verse 4, he reiterates, I am sending you to stubborn and obstinate people. He's already getting him ready for the fact that this task was a difficult one. In verse number five, he's basically saying there, you know what? Most of these people aren't going to listen. I think there was hope that some would, but most would not. In verse number six, he tells them, or God tells Ezekiel, but don't fear them and don't fear their words. Um, he's the sovereign God, and he had a task for him, for Ezekiel. And since he is a sovereign God, and he is sovereign over all, he has all authority, then it was imperative for Ezekiel to obey. And plus, when you have the highest authority behind you, you don't need to fear what other people think or say or do. Don't fear them or their words. Then in verse number seven, he basically says, but you shall speak my words to them, whether they listen or not. It doesn't matter what they do. What matters is that you speak my words. Verses Starting in verse 8, then, I want to uh, pick up reading here. I'll read verses, uh, verse number 8 of chapter 2, and then into chapter 3, verse 3. Now, you son of man, listen to what I'm speaking to you. Do not be rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I am giving you. Then I looked, and behold, a hand was extended to me, and lo, a scroll was in it. When he spread it out before me, it was written on the front and back, and written on it were lamentations, mourning, and woe. Then he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find, eat this scroll, and go speak to the house of Israel. 
So I opened my mouth and fed, and he fed me this scroll. He said to me, son of man, man, feed your stomach and fill your body with this scroll, which I am giving you. Then I ate it, and it was sweet as honey in my mouth. Um, and by this, by the way, this is in a vision. So I don't know that this necessarily was a physical reality, but figuratively or literally, he was to eat the scroll. And we know that that is a picture of him taking in God's word. And it's very specific what he says here that this word is, it was lamentations, mourning, and woe. And so that tells us that his message was going to be one that wasn't a pleasant message. It was a difficult message that he was going to have to share with people, a message that people would not want to hear. That's why part of the reason why his job was going to be so difficult. But notice, even with that, God's word, even though it was a difficult one, when he ate it, it was sweet as honey in his mouth. May we always remember that no matter uh, everything else in the world, it's just going to, it might taste sweet to you now, but in the end, it's just bitterness. Only God's word is what really provides what we need. I'm just, I'm thinking back to that. Um, even during communion, I was thinking of the passage we looked at last week that said, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. You know, the Lord and his word, he is what fills us up. He is the place where we can find um, peace in our lives. He is, the, he is the one that provides us with all we need. Difficult days, difficult times may come, but the Lord is our portion and we rely upon him. So, Again, here, this spirit coming to him, getting him the scroll, feeding him the scroll, and he's told in there to, to eat that scroll, the words of woe. And also notice in there in verse number one, he also said, eat the scroll and go speak. Now on to verse number four. And he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak my words to them. Go and speak with my words to them. Don't tell people what you want to tell them. Don't tell them what's easy. Don't change the message. Use my words. Speak with my words. Speak it to them. Uh, he continues on uh, speaking there. I want to skip on down to, um, to verse uh, verse number, um, verses six and seven kind of reiterate what he's already said. They're, I'm sending you, they probably won't listen, but speak to them whether or not they listen. Um, and then verse eight, he says, behold, I have made your face as hard as their faces and your forehead as hard as their foreheads. This is all an image of the people being stubborn and obstinate, but God is going to make him stubborn and obstinate too to proclaim the message of God. Verse number nine, like emery, harder than flint, I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them or be dismayed before them, though they are a rebellious house. Don't be afraid. Reiterated again. 
Verse 10. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, take into your heart all my words, which I will speak to you, and listen closely. Go to the exiles, to the sons of your people, and speak to them, and tell them whether they listen or not. Thus says the Lord. Take it into your heart. You got that scroll to eat. Take it into your heart. All of my words, take them in. You got to have those words. Then you can go and speak. Verse 11. So this message that is given to him, and it goes on here, and I do want to point out that if you you keep reading, and I challenge you to go ahead and and keep reading at some point in time to uh, to see what the ramifications are of this, how important it is, because you're going to see in there that in order for Ezekiel to save his life, he was going to have to help others uh, know the truth. He was going to have to be a watchman that does his duty and warns people when there is a word from God that gives them warning. So keep reading that and notice that if he doesn't do his job, then he's going to be guilty. And there is an important message there for us too. So you imagine Ezekiel, imagine the difficulty of having a message of woe, a message that is largely without hope. We have seen, if you've been reading through, you have seen that there is hope that is scattered throughout his message, just like what Jeremiah had. So there is some good news in there, but it's mostly a message that is difficult to hear and people did not want to hear it. And these people were stubborn and obstinate and they would not respond well. But God tells him, take my words, go and speak. It doesn't sound like a fun task. It's it's no fun to not be liked by people. It's no fun to tell people bad news. It's no fun to tell people that they're wrong. Um, I, I say that it seems like, I guess some people take great pleasure in telling people they're wrong, right? But nobody wants to be told you're a sinner, that you have erred, that you are on the wrong side of God. Everybody wants to be able to, you know, wherever you're at, people want to say, oh, you're, you're fine. You're fine. You know, God loves you. He sent a son to die for you. And, and everybody just loves to think every Christian is going to go to heaven and, and be saved. Anybody who calls themselves a Christian, that they're just all right. But it's no fun to have a message that says, you know what? You're not in good standing with God and you need to change. You are wrong. It wouldn't have been fun to be Ezekiel. He was in for a hard time. And for, um, uh, for those of you who've been reading, it was to such an extent that even when his wife dies, that God uses that occasion, that terrible occasion, to try and teach the people something. And he doesn't allow uh, Ezekiel to go through a time of mourning. Uh, so he had a, he had a hard, difficult time for six years he was preaching teaching against these people would you have wanted to be ezekiel would you want that message to go to people and tell them how wrong they are and point out their sins to them well 
there's another message that is delivered to us. And it comes from the apostles themselves via Jesus. Um, a little bit of a trick or some logic here with this Bible verse that we're going to turn to. Open your Bible to Matthew chapter 28, the very last words of Matthew. And in Matthew uh, chapter 28, starting in verse number 18, uh, this is before Jesus is, is, is taken up into heaven. He says, all, well, and Jesus came up and spoke to them. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the very end of the age. So here in this passage, if, if you look at this, you, you can say, well, this is Jesus. He is speaking to the 12 apostles is, um, you know, well, and there's, as verse 16 points out, one of them is gone now. So it's really the 11 apostles that he's, that he's speaking to. And, and so you could say, well, you know, that message is for, it's for the apostles. It's, it's not for me. I kind of resonate with it a little bit, but it's really not for me. Is there a command for me to go and, and teach? Is there a command where God is coming to me like he came to Ezekiel and he's saying, you need to take in my words, eat the scroll, and then go and speak my words to the people? Is there a command like that for us today? And well, as you look at this passage, I want, to, I want you to consider just basic, basically, there's a lot in here, um, but just consider what the apostles would say to the people that they went to. Just consider what the, the apostles would say to us if there were an apostle here today. And in a sense, there is because his word is here before us. Their message would be this. The apostles would say to us, Jesus commanded us to teach you to observe all that he commanded us. Isn't that what Jesus told the apostles? He said, go um, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, verse number 20, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. So the apostles, as they, they go forth and start teaching, they're supposed to teach what they've been taught. The things that they've commanded, they pass on to other people. They make disciples of other people uh, just as they are disciples. And so here's something that he, he commanded them. So the apostles would go on then and say, he commanded us to go and make disciples. This is clear from this passage. Jesus commanded the apostles, go and make disciples. And so therefore, the next step in this simple bit of logic is therefore you must go you also must go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them. It's, it's really simple. What the apostles had been taught, Jesus said, you teach others to do the same thing. One of the things that they have been taught is to go and teach others. So therefore, 
the apostles were commanded to teach others to go and teach others. And if we are doing the same thing, then we are commanded to go and teach others. It's very simple logic. And if it weren't for the fact that other people have done this, then there would be no church. Then we wouldn't be saved. And if you consider all the people around us that, that aren't saved, and there are, there are many, and I would contend that, that many of them are people who think they're Christians, and we have a message that they might not necessarily want to hear, a message uh, first and foremost that, you know what, if you're, just, if you're a Christian, you really shouldn't be taking other names other than just the name of Christ. That really causes division. Christ doesn't like that. So, Tell people the truth about that. Let us be bold to speak such. That's not a message that people want to hear. They want to, they want to hear, oh, you believe in Jesus, then that's all good. That's all you need. That's good. But that's not it. We're, to, we're commanded to observe all things. All things. Take the message of truth with all people. And the other thing is then the clear command here is to um, baptizing them. When you make disciples of all men, baptizing them, baptizing others. That is, in my mind, this scripture is saying, if you want to make a disciple, it is done by baptizing them. Seems, seems very clear. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. If they haven't been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, then they're not in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we need to be willing to tell people that. And there are so many people around us who don't believe that. So take that truth. And there are many people who just don't even know Christ Jesus. They don't know the truth that's found in him. And we need to take that message. So we may not want to be like Ezekiel. We may not want to think that we're called to go and speak to others. We might want to think that, well, that's somebody else's job, or it's the preacher's job, or it's some other church, and there are different, you know, um, I don't know what kind of excuses we want to try to make, but there is none, because Jesus commanded his apostles to teach other people to do what they were doing, and that includes teaching others. Ezekiel he had a hard task. It was such a difficult job. But when the sovereign Lord, the Lord God, the Lord of heaven and earth calls upon you to do something, you obey. You do it. And remember that spirit picked him up. That spirit is what enabled him to do it. And we have the Spirit of Christ with us, the Holy Spirit within us that is given to us when we're immersed into Christ. We have that Spirit. We have no need to fear. And even in this passage in Matthew 28, Jesus ended by saying, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the very end of the age. He's with us. What do we have to fear? Don't fear these people that we're called to speak to. Don't worry about what they will do or say. Just speak the truth. The Lord God, the great creator, is on our side. We can go up to anybody and tell them the good news of Jesus and do it with 
great confidence because Jesus is with us. So what God, you think about all that God said to Ezekiel, he says to us today too, when we read through that passage, chapter two and chapter three, and you keep reading, I hope, about the watchmen, you know, that that message resonates with us because we know it to be true that if somebody, somebody is in danger, we need to do something if we can. So let us act. Let us do what we need to do. Let us keep eating the scroll, so to speak, as we learn God's word and we put it in our hearts. It is the truth and it is the only thing that matters in this life is the preparation for the next. So let us keep learning the truth about God taking in his words, and then speaking those words to others. There is one big difference, you know, because I can look through Ezekiel. I'm sending you to rebellious people, stubborn and obstinate people. Yeah, that might be true of us. We need to be obstinate and stubborn when we proclaim God's word to them. Um, Most will not listen. That may be true now. That may be true that most people won't listen but we don't have to fear them or their words, but we should speak God's words, whether they listen or not. And we need to keep eating the scroll, keep learning the Bible so we can speak those words and then go and speak. Take those words in our heart and go speak. All those things from Ezekiel are the same for us. They encourage us. The message is true for us. And in our minds, it just resonates with us. This is what I need to do. This is what I need to be. Ezekiel probably wasn't very happy that he's been chosen to do such a hard job. Well, I'm not always happy that it's it's such a hard job for us either, but we need to do it, and I need to do it. And there is a big difference that I'll note. Ezekiel's message was largely words of lamentation, words of woe, whereas We are called to speak the good news of hope, a a message that is a freeing message that that can, can free people from sin because of what Jesus Christ has done. There is a huge difference. Sometimes we have to we have to scatter in words of woe with this message of hope or else people won't think they need saved. Right. If they don't know they've sinned, they won't know they need saved. So we do need to share a message that is difficult, but then the larger message, the big message is salvation in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you, the one who cares for you so much that he he knows your every need and he cares for you. That's the message that we're called. The message that we're called is a message of we have the cure. Hey, you got sins, but there is a cure. Jesus, I can tell you about him. Do you want to hear about Jesus? And I'd encourage you just to, to consider that the message that was shared a long time ago, just where if, if you're talking with somebody, just ask them, well, what do, you, what do you think of Jesus? Just use those words. What do you think of Jesus? And talk to them about Jesus. He is the answer. He is the one. He is the good news. He is the one who can give 
life and give people a full life. So the challenge is to eat, eat the scroll, keep con- keep eating, 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 continuing to learn the word of God, and then share that message. Go and speak. Eat, go speak. And if you're a non-Christian, we want to encourage you to make a decision in your mind of how you want to move forward in a, a better way with Christ. So, Jesus claimed to have all authority in heaven and on earth. That was the message from Matthew chapter 28. That was the first thing he said to his apostles. All authority has been given me in heaven and on earth. That is a big, bold statement. If it is true, if you consider this and you think it's true that Jesus Christ is God, he's the one who has all authority in heaven and on earth, then you need to figure out what he needs you to do. You need to respond to him. You need to follow him. You need to accept what he says and seek him in all your ways. You need to have him in your life. So I want to encourage you to, to, um, if you believe in him, if you decide then that he is Lord, then obey him. Trust him. Give him your life. Be baptized in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, and then begin to observe everything that he commanded. Observe all those things in your life. Make a decision on that today. If you need to respond in some way, you're welcome to get a hold of me in a little bit, and we'll work with you or find somebody else in the congregation that you know and trust, or just turn and open up the book of Matthew and start reading or Mark, or Luke, or John, but start reading about Jesus and decide to follow him and trust him with your life. So there is a song that's been chosen. We're going to sing that and encourage you uh, to respond. And everybody in the church, please consider the message. Let's share this message with others.